What's going on, people? Uh, I want to do a quick one today. Well, as quick as I can make things, because uh, I got a little bit of time before people get here. Uh, because I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day uh, that really got me thinking uh, about some things. Um, and in the podcast, this guy was talking about the fact that the term fitness has kind of been hijacked by the gym world. You know, and people think of fitness as like lifting weights or running. You know, being fit. Um, CrossFit has even you know, claim to have defined the word fitness, you know, as like increased capacity over broad modal domains or whatever CrossFit says is the definition of fitness, but that's, that's not true. Fitness is a word and has been a word for a long time. Um, and it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with how fast you can run necessarily. Um, if you listen to old timers, like old trainers, maybe like Jack LaLanne, you go way back. Uh, they called this stuff physical fitness, right? And, and that's true. It, it is. It's being physically fit. Uh, but there's mental fitness. Um, there's all kinds of fitness, right? The definition of the word fitness is your ability or capacity to succeed or excel at any given endeavor, right? So all that means is is fit for X. You know, there's mental fitness, physical fitness, uh, whatever, you know, uh, uh, there's student fitness, there's job fitness, like how fit are you for this position? Like fitness for office, right? They talk about that a lot. And uh, so as a meathead, you know, the, this guy, and I, and I kind of agree, he, he tried, he started to apply lessons for physical fitness towards the rest of life and other forms of fitness. And so uh, the way he brought it up was in physical fitness, if you want to be really broad, you can kind of break physical fitness down into three phases, three general phases, right? And that's a preparatory phase or like a training phase where you're building up and getting ready for something. Uh, there's a testing phase where you find out how much uh, that that preparation paid off and, and really how fit you are for, for whatever your endeavor is. Uh, and then there's a recovery phase where you, you know, relax and recover from that big test you just did. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking at lifting really heavy, what that looks like is, you know, a preparation phase where we're doing lighter weights for lots of reps and we're building muscle and practicing technique. Uh, and then the testing phase is where we go for that big one rep max. Or, you know, if we're talking about speed, it's, you know, we do carry and we see how fast we're trying to go. Uh, and then there's your recovery phase, which is like your deload, you know, where, uh, we just did maxes last week, and we're going to lift lighter weights, kind of lower reps, and just relax and let our body recover from that big, big test. Um, and a big problem that a lot of people have that are new to the gym is they just spend their day testing. Every day they go to the gym and they test strength. They don't build strength. They don't build fitness. They test their fitness. Uh, and what that looks like is, like, every dude who first starts going to the gym and all they do is, like, Bench press, you know, like I did this when we first went to the gym, we would bench press, set a 12, 10, 8, 6 until we got up to a one rep max. And then next week or later that week, we do it again. And hopefully it was more than the last time. Uh, and it's a bad idea, right? If you do that long enough, uh, at the very least, you won't make any progress because you'll stall out. And more than likely, you're going to get injured. And the reason he brought that up and the reason he got me thinking is that like you can apply that principle to a lot of things in life. And so for our purposes, like let's put that towards um, fitness to train in general, right? So when you come to the gym, you're training for a specific kind 
uh, fitness, although most of you are training for a certain kind of physique, right, which includes diet too. But like how how fit are you for giving a hard uh, push in the gym, right? A hard 10 weeks, a hard 12 weeks. And more specifically, how fit are you to diet, right? Because a lot of us are trying to do, a lot of us try to do these weight cuts and we fail at the weight cuts or we get frustrated or they're very, very hard. Um, and we blame ourselves or we blame whatever type of diet that we're doing. But we don't think about the fact that if, if you're talking about a weight, dropping weight, right? Um, you know how I like to look at, at dropping weight. You know, every Instagram fitspo, fit fam person will tell you that like it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, and that's ridiculous, right? If losing weight week over week were a lifestyle, eventually you would die of starvation because you can't lose weight forever. It's not a lifestyle. It's a temporary moment in time. The habits you form are a lifestyle, but, you know, I'm a big fan of the zigzag method, you know, by Dr. Fred Hatfield or the way um, Dr. Mike Isretel talks about, you know, cutting weight for, say, no more than 10 weeks and then maintaining that weight and deciding if we want to lose any more afterwards, right? And so why, why do we think, why would we expect to go from not being very specific about what we eat, um, you know, why do we expect that we can go from that to all of a sudden we're going to meal prep and we're going to eat in a caloric deficit and we're going to track our macros and we're going to make sure we're getting good micronutrients and we're going to be timing our nutrients around our workouts properly and, you know, I mean, doing all of these things without having ever practiced it. Um, and so what, what I'm seeing and what, what you'll find is that a lot of people are in this constant state of trying really hard to do all of those things without practice, you know, and I think that's, you know, a really valid point. I think that's where, where a lot of gains are being missed because, you know, you've seen it. You've seen me work with, with specific girls in the gym when there's a push, right? You saw this happen with Ange. Obviously, you've seen this happen with Leah a bunch of times. Um, this was, you know, when Laura was getting ready for her wedding. Um, Carrie, when she was doing her Vegas uh, challenge against her cousin, there's a big push, um, you know, right now it's, it's Nikki. We're doing this big push to kind of rock out uh, some muscle building. And, and it's, it's, it's an extra gear. We're kicking it into that extra gear. And that's when diet matters a little bit more. That's when training matters a little bit more because you can't train as hard as you want all the time. Like I can't go as hard as possible forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get tired. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to get burnt out. Um, so where a lot of gains are being left on the table is in those in-between phases. Let's say we're not going really hard on your diet, right? We're not trying, actively trying to lose a bunch of weight. And I know everybody always wants to actively be trying to lose weight, but at the end of the day, like, you know, theoretically, hypothetically, let's say you're working on your master's degree, you're getting limited sleep, you're planning a wedding, uh, you're working midnights, it's changing from fall to winter so it's colder, your immune system is suppressed, and you got 76 other things going on in your life that are stressing you out. This is not the time to make that big push to lose weight. It just isn't. So what can we do in the meantime um, to practice, to prepare for when it comes time to diet? You know, And I think that's where we're missing out. So what, what I want people to think about is if they're, they're not in a place where they can really push hard, to work on a diet, um, to work on, on actively losing weight, you know, consistently over time. What can they do to, to practice 
when when there's no stakes, right? Because we're not actively, we're not in in a, it's no big deal right now. We're not actively trying to lose a bunch of weight. Um, maybe now is when we meal prep, and we don't meal prep every day. Maybe you meal prep this week, uh, and then you know next week if you forget, it doesn't really matter because we're not actually trying to lose weight. The goal of meal prepping is to learn how to meal prep and get good at meal prepping. Maybe you um, try different foods that are have different macronutrient ratios. So maybe you try leaner proteins. Maybe you try um, higher fiber carbs or lower fiber carbs and you see what you like. You know, you can try new things, um, more, more healthful, more nutrient-dense things and see which ones you like. Um, maybe you practice tracking your food. You know, you start putting in things that you eat very commonly into MyFitnessPal and storing up some recipes so that when it comes time to do the big push for the diet, well, now you're used to meal prepping. You've learned a couple of things. You've gotten the Tupperware ready. Um, you've gotten a process down when there was no stress. Um, you know, you have to drop your calories, but you found lean sources of protein you like. So you're not all of a sudden, you know, going into a diet and not knowing, you know, what you want to eat that can hit your macros and, and scrambling. Um, and, and you've got a bunch of things programmed into MyFitnessPal or whatever you use on a bunch of go-to things that are already there, so it's gonna save you time on tracking. So when it comes time to push, you're already ready, you know? The, the worst thing you can do is, okay, diet starts Monday, I don't have any Tupperware, I gotta go to the store. Um, what kind of foods do I eat? None of these foods I like work, and I don't like carrots, I don't like peppers, like what, what, what vegetables am I going to do? And how does my fitness pal work? I didn't even know you could add recipes in. You know what I mean? You're trying to do all that at once. That's like saying, hey, uh, I never, you know, I never tried any strongman implements. I've never done a log press before, but I'm just going to show up at the competition, which you can, and it might be fun, but like you can't expect to do well, you know, and then if you start to do that over and over and over again, not only are you going to not do well, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to hate, uh, you're going to hate the sport, just like people are going to hate dieting. Um, so that's, that's my challenge to you guys is to, if you're not right now actively you know, pursuing weight loss. And if you are, that's cool. I get the comp is going on uh, and we're going to do that. And we'll think about this going forward. Um, and, and after the comp, you know, uh, New Year's, maybe even maybe even I'll cut the comp early and, and cut it at Christmas so that you guys can take that last week and use it as a deload from being overly conscious about your food. But I want you to start thinking about how you can practice the skills that go along with dieting and training. You know, if you're not in a big, big push, you know, maybe you don't feel like going to the gym today, but you do, you know, and, and it's not a out of the park workout, you know, you're not crushing it, but you're, you're building that habit of training or, you know, you're tired today. Let me know if you don't feel up to it. Instead of not coming to the gym, come in and we'll work technique. Maybe, you know, you don't want to lift heavy or you're beat up or whatever. Well, let's let's work on uh, power cleans or power snatches, or let's work on uh, bench press technique, log press technique, things that are very easy. But then when it comes time to push hard in the workouts, well, now we have so many more tools in our tool belt of training. Um, so, you know, when you're not actively pushing really hard, and you know who you are, um, you know, I, I know everybody's pushing all the time. Sometimes I push you harder than others, and sometimes I let off the gas because it's it's the appropriate time. If you're in that phase where you're letting off the gas, let's think about skills that we can learn. You know, make make that a goal once a week to try something that can make us better at, at dieting. You know, trying different foods, practicing meal prepping once. You know, for a couple of days, for one day, 
even. You know, just get get in the habit of, of that, you know, finding out what tastes better, Tupperware reheated, you know, things like that. Um, and start using my fitness pal. I don't care what you eat, right? Don't don't try to do all that at once, right? Just punch whatever you ate in for the day in my fitness pal, you know? Uh, Leah had a protein bar and jalapeno Cheetos uh, for breakfast the other day, and she tracked it because it gets you in that habit and it gets you really good at that. Um, yeah, sorry, tried to keep it short, didn't work. But um, just something, something that made me think, and I thought I'd pass along. What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Rock Cave Podcast. My name is Miles. I'm the owner and head coach here at Rock Cave Strength and Fitness, and uh, I've been recording these little mini podcasts or rants here and there um, to answer very specific questions that I get uh, from members of the gym. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just makes it easier for me to be able to send something I've recorded than to answer the same question over and over again. But it being the new year, I figured why not start posting these uh, so everybody can have a listen if they want. Um, so that being said, first episode, I figure it is the new year. And uh, this is the time of year where we see the biggest influx of people at the gym, um, whether that's people who have never worked out before or people who haven't worked out in a while and are trying to get back in shape. Um, you know, we've all seen the memes. This is when everybody does the new year, new me, and everybody wants to work out. And I think that's awesome, and I want to encourage that. So, if you're new to the gym, or if you, know, you haven't been since, say, a decade ago, and you hop on a Google and you look up gyms near you, you are going to be inundated with a plethora of different options, different styles of gym, which, you know, can come, can be overwhelming, uh, can be daunting and discouraging, um, but it shouldn't be. It's actually a really great opportunity because that means there's a whole bunch of different options. There's a whole bunch of different styles. Not like back in the day when there's only one type of gym. And that means you're much more likely to be able to find a gym that suits your needs, that you enjoy, that you're going to stick to, and that's going to give you results. So what I figured I would do is kind of go over some of the most popular options, some of the most popular types of gyms, go over the pros and cons, You know, talk a little bit about what the style of training at these places is like, um, and that way it can help you make your decision easier on what type of gym you want to join. So let's see, where to start? Um, the most recognizable name, you know, in fitness these days, at least branding wise, is CrossFit. Right, let's start there. Um, I know a lot of people who are into fitness but aren't, you know, actual members of the CrossFit community, you know, tend to have a lot of negative things to say. We've all seen like CrossFit Veil videos on the internet. Uh, I'm not one of those people. I am a big uh, supporter of CrossFit, uh, not only as a fitness modality, but as a sport. You know, I, uh, I really like watching CrossFit competitions. I watch the games every year and have for a decade now. Jeez, it's been around for a while. Um, so what is CrossFit? Um, CrossFit defines itself as constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity. And if you talk to any old school CrossFitter, they will say that to you in like rapid speed. Um, because they've memorized it. It's like a, a thing, right? But to most people, that just sounds like a bunch of gibberish. I, I get it, right? Uh, so basically what CrossFit is, uh, is it's, it's cross-training. It's a combination of weightlifting, gymnastics, uh, long endurance stuff, short burst uh, aerobic training, all combined together, right? The idea is you don't want to get good at any one thing you, or, or great, rather. You don't want to get great at any one thing. You want to be good at everything. Kind of be ready for anything, right? Um, typically, if you go to a CrossFit gym, you know, the workout will vary 
but a, a pretty solid template is, you know, you'll go and you get a warm up that's designed to specifically warm you up for the workout of that day. Then followed by either like a heavy lift, like a heavy deadlift or a heavy squat or a high skill lift like uh, weightlifting or, you know, handstands or, or muscle ups, gymnastics type stuff that's very high skill. Um, and then after that, you're usually going to do something called a Metcon, which is pretty unique to CrossFit. Um, it's called metabolic conditioning. And basically what that is, is they take all that other stuff we mentioned. So, you know, running, sometimes swimming, uh, weightlifting, gymnastics, and they combine all that together uh, in a way that taxes your muscles and your cardiovascular system. So you're sweating, you're breathing heavy and you're sore kind of all from one big thing. And usually with these Metcons, there's uh, some type of scoring component. So, you know, the workout could be do you know, X amount of reps of these movements for eight minutes straight. And whoever does the most amount of reps wins. Or, you know, do X amount of reps of these movements and do them as fast as you can. And whoever does it in the shortest period of time wins, right? Um, that's kind of one of the big edges of CrossFit. You know, their founder, Greg Glassman, says men will die for points. So they, they say that by scoring the workout and allowing you to compete not only against yourself, but with other members of the gym or even, you know, with the CrossFit Open, members of the whole rest of the world, um, it gives you a little bit more incentive to push really hard. Uh, and then after the Metcon, usually you're going to see some type of a, a cool down. You know, you'll breathe heavy for a while, then they'll run you through a little bit of cool down and, and you'll go home. So because a lot of gyms now have, have a bunch of options for membership, like you can come once a week or twice a week, so on and so forth, um, and that would take me way too much time to go over, I'm just going to talk about, as far as pricing goes, unlimited classes. So what does it cost to be able to go any day you want, seven days a week if you like? Um, and with CrossFit, for an unlimited membership, usually you're going to pay you know, anywhere from 150 to 250 bucks a month. Uh, some are a little bit less, some are even a little bit more, but those are rare, usually right in that range. Um, as for like pros of joining a CrossFit box, um, one is they're, they're everywhere now, you know, so odds are you can go to one pretty close by, you know, it, it wasn't too long ago where you'd have to drive an hour or more to try to find a CrossFit gym. I guess it was a while ago now, um, but they're everywhere now. So, so you can get to one really close, which is great. If it's close by, odds are you're more likely to go. Uh, your workouts are designed for you, right? So they have wads or, or workout of the day. So you come in, there's going to be a big chalkboard or you know some of them have uh, a TV set up with like Wattify, like we have at the Rock Cave where your workout is going to be set up on the TV and you can sign in and it's all super cool, good to go. Uh, and basically the, the benefit is you don't have to think. You go in, they tell you what to do, they fix your form, they teach you how to do everything, and your only job is to show up and get the work done, which is, is awesome. Um, another big benefit is variety. You know, constantly varied. That's CrossFit things. So rarely are you ever going to see the same workout twice. Again, there are some benchmarks that you'll do multiple times to kind of see if you're progressing. But for the most part, all the workouts are going to be different. So... If you're someone that gets bored really easily, this is perfect because it's always changing. So that's really good. Um, another big plus for CrossFit is community. That's actually a big emphasis of theirs is a, like a strong, supportive community. You know, we've all heard the jokes like, you know, how many people, CrossFit people to take the screen a light bulb, one and 10 others to tell you about CrossFit, like first rule of CrossFit, tell everyone about CrossFit. It's, it's because they love it, and, and it's a super supportive community. So joke all you want, but um, I think probably one of the, the biggest like examples of how cool the CrossFit community is is if you go into any CrossFit box, I, 
I'll, I'll guarantee you almost any CrossFit box, and they're doing a Metcon, you're going to see members cheering each other on. But the guy who wins the workout, who does the heaviest lift or gets on the fastest, they're not the ones who get the loudest cheers. It's that guy or gal that came in last place who like had never done a muscle-up before and gets their first muscle-up. They're the people who get the loudest cheers, right? Because they pushed the hardest to finish, you know? And, and that's like a big thing. That's CrossFit makes a big point of, of teaching their staff to do that and then in turn their members become that way. And I, I think that's awesome. Um, and then I guess, you know, last but not least, uh, CrossFit, because it's constantly varied, it's not like a, a set program where you have like a, an overhead press day and then a deadlift day. It's very full body different all the time it allows you to kind of jump in and out of workouts depending on your schedule you know if you're a nurse and you work you know monday tuesday thursday this week and friday saturday sunday the next week or whatever you won't have to worry about missing certain days um unlike other gyms who do say like butts and guts on monday and cardio on tuesday and bar on wednesday you know you'll be limited by what days you can go with this you show up any day of the week you're gonna get a full body workout and it should work out just fine. Uh, the cons of CrossFit. Again, just devil's advocate. I'm a big supporter of CrossFit. Um, CrossFit is is not terribly individualized, right? And so while your coach will do a very good job of helping you scale the workout, which means like, you know, here's the movements we're doing today. If you're not capable of doing these movements, I will show you how to adjust yourself to those movements to or adjust those movements rather to fit your skill level so you know if you can't do um barbell clean and press maybe you're doing light dumbbells or kettlebells something like that right but you're still doing the same basic movements um so if you have a very specific goal in mind like getting ready for uh say a strongman competition or you know getting in a certain type of shape for a wedding or something um if you want things that specific you'd have to seek out personal training um, which they do have at most CrossFit gyms, but it's an additional cost. Um, and to be honest, that's really like my only big issue with CrossFit is, you know, it's not super, super individualized and it's still a lot more individualized than other places. Um, I guess if I had to come up with an, another con to CrossFit is, um, you know, again, it is a combination of all those things, gymnastics, weightlifting, yada, yada. So a lot of times people go into CrossFit and they love the weightlifting or they love the running or they love the gymnastics. Um, but they hate other aspects of it. And again, right, maybe that means you should be doing it. If you hate running, maybe you should be running more. Um, but a lot of people aren't going to do things that they hate. So, and, you know, a lot of times you'll see people join a CrossFit box, find out they really like weightlifting, and then they go train at a weightlifting-specific gym. And that's cool, too. Right? It's really, if that's the worst con, then, then you know, again, I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent of CrossFit. I think it's great. It's just not what we do. After CrossFit, I think the, the next most popular style of gym is the, you know, the, the commercial gym or the big box gym. Some people call them the Globo gyms. Um, it's the gyms we all know, you know, the gyms we've, we've all seen since like the 80s, right? And you know, I don't think I need to explain too much. You, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? The, the big, big gyms with all the treadmills and stuff. Um, and, you know, again, with these gyms, you know, the type of workout you see could vary. Because it's not a workout program, it's just a gym where you go. So you could see people doing CrossFit there, you could see people boxing there, you could see people shadow boxing in the mirrors there. Um, I don't know how safe that is. 
Um, but it, it could be anything. But for the most part, people go there for cardio and for like bodybuilding style training in general, right? Um, the big, big benefit to these gyms is price. They, they are the cheapest option, right? There, there are some like fancy commercial gyms, but we're not going to talk about those there. Um, for the most part, commercial gyms cost anywhere from like 10 to 50 bucks a month. And uh, that's great. Uh, so after CrossFit, I think uh, the next most common type of gym is the commercial facility or the big box gym, right? I think, I don't think I need to explain this one too much. It's the one you guys all know about. It's the one we've always seen in the movies and, and yada, yada, right? Like a bunch of treadmills and chrome weights and stuff. Um, and, you know, as far as workout styles go there, it's not a, it's just a facility. So you can do anything you want there. But for the most part, people going there are doing cardio or like bodybuilding style stuff, usually. Uh, the main benefit to a commercial gym like this is uh, price. Again, th there are some very expensive versions, but for the most part, um, a commercial gym is pretty cheap. You know, ranging anywhere from ten to like fifty bucks a month, uh, and that's rare. Um, you know, another big benefit is not only are they everywhere, so there's one close by, but there a lot of them are franchises, so you can go to multiple different places. So if you move, or if you're staying at a friend's house, or you're visiting family. Odds are you can still go to a gym that's going to be set up very similar to the one that you're used to because it's, it's a big franchise. Um, lots and lots of equipment, like I said, treadmills forever at these places. You know, treadmills, ellipticals, stair steppers, things like that, and that's a big pro. Um, unless you hate the step mill and the treadmill, then maybe not. Um, a lot of these places also have a bunch of amenities like smoothie bars, um, cafes where you can get sandwiches and stuff. Uh, I've even seen some of the nicer places with barbers. So you can get your workout, grab some lunch, get your hair cut, go about your day. You know, cool pools and stuff like that. Uh, the cons of these places are, you know, they're they're super busy. So especially this time of year, the beginning of the year, um, and especially prime times during the day. So like before work, during lunch, after work, if, you know, most people are going to work, going on lunch or coming home from work at those times. So they tend to be very busy because that's when people can work out. So like, you know, while they have a whole bunch of equipment, you know, maybe it's so busy that your equipment's being used and you have to adjust your workout, which means like, you know, best case, I have to skip this exercise and come back to it later. And worst case, it's a Monday and it's International Bench Day and I can't get to a bench press at all. So I have to completely switch my, my programming up, which, you know, isn't really ideal. Um, another con is there's zero programming. So unless you hire a very, very expensive personal trainer, which by the way, they will try to sell you um, aggressively. You know, unfortunately, uh, trainers at commercial gyms for the most part are on commission and uh, they're told to walk around the floor and try to get you to pay them lots and lots of money for training, which isn't fun for anybody. But if you don't want to spend all that money, you'll have to come up with your own training, which might be awesome for you. Um, but if you're somebody who's not super, super into it and doesn't want to spend all the time to research and blah, 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 that's a con, right? So we're, we're going to chalk that in the con column. Um, another con, again, right? We're not talking about the very nice places because the very nice places are different. But a lot of those 10 to $50 commercial gyms have poor quality equipment, like especially barbells. You know, it, it boggles my mind that a place that has tens and tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands, most likely of dollars worth of treadmills and ellipticals, why they won't spring for an extra 80 bucks 
at most to buy a barbell that has nice knurling, good grip, you know, and, and spins well. But it's the truth. Usually really, really not so great barbells at these places. Um, and benches. Their benches tend to be really low and slippery, which is not great uh, for benching. So that's another con. Um, and, you know, a lot of these places have a bunch of rules. Uh, you know, what clothes you can wear. You, you know, you might get kicked out because your tank top is cut, you know, which, I don't know, old school meathead, like everybody's got cut tank top. It's a good way to get rid of an old t-shirt. Uh, but you might get kicked out for that. Uh, you might not be able to bring chalk. You might not be able to make a lot of noise, which I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if you're trying to get a deadlift PR, which again, some of these places have rules against deadlifting, period. But you're trying to hit a deadlift PR, but you don't have chalk. The bar slips out of your hand. You drop it. So you're upset because you just missed a PR. And someone comes over and yells at you because the sound of weights hitting the floor in a gym is upsetting to people. You know, uh, again, right? Maybe that's awesome. If you're someone who doesn't want to hear weights in a gym, that's a perfect gym for you. Uh, for me, I'm going to chalk that up in the con column. Um, and then last but not least, which, you know, maybe not a con for everybody, but it's super public. You're dealing with lots and lots of people. So again, you know, specifically talking to like the ladies that are members of my gym is I'm a, I have all female members of my gym. Sometimes going to a commercial gym as a lady is not super fun. You know, you're either getting douchey guys hitting on you left and right while you're trying to get a workout in, even though you have headphones on, they can't seem to get the point. Or, you know, I've had high level athletes go work out at a commercial gym because they're on vacation or something, and some guy that's been lifting for six months has to come up and explain to her how to lift weights, which can be frustrating to say at least, so probably another big con there. Uh, after commercial gyms, then, then it gets a little bit more diverse, but I think the last one I want to cover before I kind of go into what we do, because I think that's only fair, um, is boot camps, uh, boot camp style gyms, right? And boot camp can mean a lot of things, you know, back in the day it meant like um, gyms, or like training that would pop up in a park. That was very common. That's not what I mean. Um, for the purpose of this this discussion, when I say boot camp, I'm talking about like a small fitness studio. Uh, you've seen these, right? They have um, wood floors, usually like a dance studio wood, big, big mirrors, um, usually TRX ropes, and like those pyramids of rubber-coated dumbbells, like the pink and purple ones, are kind of stacked up. Like that's the place I'm talking about. Um, and for unlimited, these places usually cost about 100 to 150 bucks a month. Um, going to come off the top and say, like, these aren't my favorite types of fitness facilities, but I know a lot of people really enjoy them. I know a lot of people get good results. Uh, anyways, like, I'm not going to be super negative. Okay, so the pros of these places. Um, one, they usually have, like, a really fun party atmosphere. So, like, loud music playing. Um, high energy instructor, usually with like a headset on with a microphone, giving you instructions and encouragement and kind of cheering you on. Um, they're usually very, very beginner friendly. Um, so, you know, anybody can kind of come in and get a good sweat without, you know, having to learn a whole bunch of technique or anything like that. You can just get started right away, which is great. Um, a lot of these places offer packages, you know, they come with extra perks, like these little challenges. Um, and, and those perks could be things like a a party at the end so like at the end of the, the time we have a formal everybody gets dressed up and there's champagne and it, it's super fun um or some of them offer like um photo shoots professional photographers come in and do before and after pictures for you and style you and that that's also really cool um and then 
yeah, again, right, you have a, a, an instructor telling you what to do so you don't have to think about the workout, unlike the commercial gym where you have to come up with your own programming. The cons uh, for these types of gyms. Uh, one, you know, they're the least individualized of everything we've discussed. Usually, again, it's super high paced. There's a bunch of people. There's music. I'm the instructor. I'm doing the thing, you know, and at best, I have two other instructors with me who are doing like more advanced or more simple versions of the, the lifts, but even that's pretty rare. Um, and if it's super loud, I can't exactly customize everything for people, right? We just got to get in, get going and do the thing. Um, so, you know, CrossFit obviously takes a lot of time to scale workouts and things like that. And, you know, commercial gym, you're making your own program. So it's super individualized. Uh, so this is the least individualized of all of them. Um, in my opinion, there's very limited room for progression, you know, so those rubber weights don't get very heavy. Uh, so as far as strength goes, you know, there's not a lot of room for growth. You know, if you can lift the heaviest weight for a bunch of reps, then, you know, you're not going to get stronger anymore. You're just going to get more endurance. And then also, you know, because of the high volume, high paced, you know, loud music atmosphere, um, it's not exactly the, the best environment for learning high skill movements like, you know, high level gymnastics or, you know, advanced weightlifting moves. Because uh, again, like that's, that's kind of a more subdued thing. Uh, so you won't, there's not really a lot of room for growth as far as skill goes. So you're not getting much stronger. You're not getting much more skilled in general. Um, you know, another con again, right? So a pro for some people could be a con for others. So there is that party atmosphere that a lot of people love. Um, but a lot of other people might hate that. You know, not everybody wants to come home from a long day of work, go to the gym and like, you know, hear the Vanga boys bumping and, you know, an instructor telling you to like, go get it, be super cheery and chipper. Like to some people, that's the worst. You know, some people it's the best, other people really hate it. So that could be a con as well. Um, and then like another big con I've noticed is upselling. Uh, so a lot of these boot camps are partnered with like multi-level marketing companies. Um, and because of that, they really push like supplements or shakes or like, I've even seen people sell waist trainers. Um, and so you end up getting all these add-ons. A lot of these places offer nutrition advice, but for an extra cost, you know, so before you know it, your hundred to $150 membership is costing you two, two fifty, three hundred, four hundred bucks a month because you've added on all this stuff, um, which, Hey, you know, if, if you have a bunch of money, maybe that's great. Um, or, or, or be like, you don't want to buy any of that stuff and you have to listen to people trying to sell you that stuff all day long, which again, common theme here, like people don't like being sold to. Uh, and then last but not least, you know, most of these boot camps structure their workouts around this six to 10 week transformation. So, you know, you're looking at programming that's designed for like short-term fixes over long-term results, which isn't a negative, right? It's not, it's, it's exactly what they're, they're supposed to do. Because if my promise to you is I'm going to get you in as best shape as I can in six weeks or 10 weeks, I'm going to program a very certain way. And that's in a way that's going to show you results for six weeks or 10 weeks, right? If I'm training you to run the fastest mile you've ever run, I'm going to train you to run differently than if I'm trying to train you to run a marathon, right? So it's, it's not that it's necessarily a negative. It's just, in my opinion, I feel like when it comes to fitness, a marathon approach, long-term sustainable growth is significantly better than a sprint. 
Because what, what do you do when you're done with a sprint, right? I guess you find a different gym. Okay, um, I guess it's only fair, right, since I'm discussing all these other ones and I own a gym, to kind of talk about the pros and cons of my gym, of the Rock Cave. So, uh, the Rock Cave is a, is a strength-biased, women-focused gym. So, uh, I say strength-biased because, you know, we have people come here with lots of different goals. Um, we have people who compete in strength sports specifically. We have people who just want to alter their physique. Um, we have people who just want to feel more confident and strong. Um, and, you know, we vary the type of program people follow based off of those goals very specifically. However, whatever goal you have, uh, even if it's to, like, run, you know, your first Tough mutter, uh, there will always be this underpinning of strength. Um, I personally think being strong is an incredible way. And again, strength is relative to you. But being strong is a great way to, you know, make everyday tasks easier, to boost confidence. Like, I, I think smashing PRs and getting stronger over time is the best way to boost confidence. And that's what we do here. So at the end of the day, everything is kind of leaning towards strength. I'll focus on other things, but that's always going to be in the background. And um, I say women focus because, like, it's not that we're a women's only gym. We have... Members bring their husbands or their family members and so on here, um, but every member of this gym is a lady. Um, our gym costs 120 bucks a month for unlimited classes. Uh, as far as pros go, you know, big benefit is very, very customized training. So um, while we will try to do similar workouts, you know, we have Strongman Sunday where we're doing strongman style workouts or strong women style workouts. Um, the work, each workout is specifically tailor, tailored to everyone's goals, um, very specifically, you know, based on their skill level, based on their schedule. Um, another big pro kind of going off of that is that we help with goal setting um, and, and we help set goals to fit, again, long-term your lifestyle. So at the Rock Cave, we get to know all of our members. We're, we're a very small gym. And that helps us understand how to adjust your training to fit your goals and lifestyle long-term. So let's say you want to, get in shape and achieve a certain physique, you know, and that will require you to, you know, lose a little bit of body fat. But right now you're working crazy hours and you're in school and you have like six different weddings that you have to stand up in this year, which by the way, that actually happened. And as like a guy, I had no idea how involved being a bridesmaid or worse, a maid of honor is like as somebody who had a whole bunch of weddings and there's like 76 different obligations. You don't just have to show up at the wedding. There's all these other events that you have to plan for and you got to cut out little, I, I, I digress, but like it's very busy. And so we had this happen before and what we can do because we, we know you, I know your goal is to achieve a certain physique, but right now you're going to be going to all these events and like nobody wants to, you know, bring Tupperware with chicken and rice to a bachelorette party. So what I can do is say long-term, Hey, listen, I know your goal is to achieve this certain physique, but right now you have to do all these things. And you don't want to carry chicken in Tupperware to your bachelorette party, right? Okay, so what we're going to do right now is we're going to focus on building muscle and strength. Um, and because, you know, one way or the other, you're going to be eating more calories at all these events. So then they get stronger, they build some muscle. When all this craziness and wedding season is over, we can focus on weight loss. And because we built the, the muscle and we built the strength and we were eating more throughout this uh, other period, now our metabolism faster, we're stronger, so we can do better workouts and you can get in shape way faster. And, and I think that's the best way to do it. I think that's probably the biggest benefit that we have here. Um, 
you know, another benefit is, again, we're a women's-focused gym. So um, for a lot of ladies, that's a big plus. You know, unfortunately, as I've learned from my members and by witnessing it in the wild, a lot of commercial fitness centers, like I said, aren't the most conducive training spaces for women. You know, a lot of guys are jerks. And let's face it, you know, it's nice to have a spot where you can train and not worry about someone hitting on you or trying to, quote-unquote, teach you something. Um, and that's something we really try to protect here at the gym. Um, you know, last but not least, I think probably the best part about the Rock Cave is the community. You know, we have a badass group of women here that encourage each other. Um, you know, women that have each other's back. And you know, any negativity, anyone in here who is, is rude or condescending, like that, that quickly gets self-filtered out. Either, you know, the culture itself changes people and they become more of a team player or, or they don't like it and they, they leave, you know, so I'm perfectly okay with that. If you're the type of person who wants to put other people down, this isn't the spot for you. You know, maybe that's a con, whatever. I, I think it is a big, big positive. Um, and again, you know, I could go on and on about all kinds of other things that are, are super awesome because it's, it's my gym, right? Um, like, you know, we travel for competitions. So if you go to a strongman comp, one, you know, I'm going to go there and coach you through your events and help you with your food and help you with your, you know, knee wraps and help you, you know, coaching you through each event. Uh, but also, you know, a lot of the members show up and show big support and you have like this big group there to support you, which is amazing. Um, you know, we also help with meal prepping. Like I've taught members how to cook, you know, how to use, you know, which like, hey, buy, buy how to use a rice cooker or an instant pot because that thing's going to save you a whole bunch of time. Um, things like that. And again, like it's my spot, right? So I could say lots of positive things. Um, you know, but let's let's go into the cons because we got to be fair. Uh, so cons relative to the commercial gym, 10 bucks a month, right? We're a lot more expensive. 120 bucks is way more than 10. Um, so if like the coaching, you know, getting customized workouts, the community being able to hang out, you know, exclusively with a bunch of badass ladies, if those aren't benefits to you, and they're not worth the extra money, that could be a big, big con. Um, you know, so if you're comfortable writing your own workouts and inter interacting with the public, you know, it's, it might not be worth the extra money for you. Um, you know, maybe a con is we're, we're not a 24-7 party atmosphere, right? We have a lot of fun. Um, you know, we're even working on doing like uh, night lifts because it's Michigan winter and it's dark half the time. So we've LED'd up our platform. We're doing some black light stuff so we can have some fun night workouts. But, you know, our members kind of dictate the vibe. So sometimes we have people who have had a long week and it's been snowing or raining every day and everybody's kind of a little bit grumpy. And so they'd much rather crank up the speakers, you know, put some chains on the barbell and, you know, lift angry, get after it, you know, instead of bumping Labouche while their coach shouts out like optimistic encouragement. You know, I think if I tried to do that, when people were in a bad mood, I'd get tarred and feathered, you know? So for some people, that's a big, big con. Again, we tend to have a similar vibe here, so people really like that. Um, but maybe that's a con for you. Um, side note, if, like, rage lifting to some metal is your jam, you'd probably really, really like it at our gym. Um, you know, another con, we're a very small facility, so we don't have all the cool amenities like hot tubs or even showers. Um, so that could be a big con. Uh, I will say that we have some members pay 10 bucks a month for the commercial gym down the street just to be able to use their showers because they come in before work and, and they think that it's well worth it. So um, at the end of the day, there's a bunch of different options. You know, I'm not even putting in here weightlifting specific gyms. 
boxing gyms, you know, powerlifting gyms, hardcore bodybuilding, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the day, it, it comes down to cost, you know, how much training you want, how much you want to interact with people, what type of people you want to interact with, and so on and so forth. Uh, so at the end of the day, you know, I obviously am a big fan of the way we do our training. You know, you're going to get strong. You're going to hang out with a bunch of badass people. Um, it's super customized. You're, you know, you're not just like a number. Um, but after that, obviously, you know, if you want to be more cardio-based, because we're strength-based, um, you want to be more cardio-based, CrossFit gyms are great. Um, and if you want to save a bunch of money, commercial gyms are good. They're super cheap, and there's lots of um, online coaching and programming that's not so bad either, you know, so you can do that as well. At the end of the day, figure out what you want to do, go after it. If you don't like it, switch, you know, but it's New Year's, it's New Year, New Me, and I want everybody who gets started to stick with it. You know, find something you love, keep pushing, get good results, you know, if you fall down, get back up, right? Let's, let's support each other in this new year.